Hi there, I'm Tony Reese, and welcome to another episode of Humanize Profit. As always, I am joined by Mr. Craig Poole, the president of Reading Hospitality Management and general manager of the Doubletree by Hilton Reading. Today, we have a very special guest with us. We have Mr. Barry Schlauk, co-founder and president at Schlauk Incorporated. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, as always, welcome to this episode of Humanized Profit. And before we start, take a minute and tell us a little bit about your company. So, Schlauch Incorporated, we're a 35-year company. Uh, my wife and I founded it out of the basement of our home in 1983 here in Berks County. We capitalized it with 2000 bucks, and over the 35 years, we've done about $1.2 billion in business. We employ... Um, 275 people, and we were ranked the number one best place to work in PA back in 2000 by Governor Ridge. And we love the work we do. We we uh, help our clients build a better world. Uh, we do infrastructure, which is earth pipe paving, concrete, all the infrastructure that makes uh, communities possible. Uh, we put sewer lines in to prevent pollution. We put water lines in to bring life into buildings uh, for people. And uh, we pave roads to connect people and families um, to do good. That's fantastic. I, absolutely. So you're, I, you're amazing. I, right. This podcast series is all about humanizing profit. And we use the word profit as an acronym so that others can learn through this strategy for their own businesses. And it's about performance, resilience, opportunities, freedom, innovation, and transaction. Today, we're gonna focus on the overall concept of the humanizing piece. The first paragraph of your mission statement reads, Schlauch Incorporated is founded on the premise that we are in business to be profitable and respond to the needs of people by developing healthy relationships between our people, their families, our customers, vendors, and communities. To me, when I read that, that statement just bled human. It was all over humanizing. So how does that translate into your industry, into your company, the humanizing piece? So first, um, I've really fine-tuned that since that was written. And first, I've found, you know, over my 35 years that number one is we take care of our employees and their families. They, in turn, they can then take care of the business. The business can then take care of our clients, and our clients can take care of the community. So we get that. So we're all, if we want to uh, grow our business, we grow our people. And we do that by investing in them. Great wages, great benefits, great training. Um, they in turn take care of the business, the business takes care of the, the clients and community, and we just continue to blossom. Mm, that's fantastic. Okay, Craig, do you see a parallel in, in his <clears throat> industry with what you do? 100%. How so? Um, Barry was saying, we, we build roads so it connects people. E everything that he builds has a purpose behind it, not just, I'm building a road. So he's working in the business of a building and the building of community. At all times, he's building people, connect a road. Some people build roads, and some people build roads to connect people. That's, and that's what we do here. We, we do hospitality, but we're really here to change the city and to change the, the uh, par paradigm, how people are treated and how we should act to our employees as employers. So ours is a purpose. If you walk through our hotel, 
they wouldn't say we build roads to connect people, but they would say we're having this function this way to connect people that are at a function. Mm -hmm. So we're both trying to connect people and through our business and, and make a, a great experience and a better community. And, we'll, and we both make more money than other people in our businesses. Well, let's, let's go there because that's the question that, that keeps coming up with this series. You speak to how you both are people-driven and that's the culture that you build. And you have to keep people happy and develop them and build a really good culture. How does that translate into profit? into the profitability in your company. How does that strategy directly correlate to profit? Do you think it does? I, Barry, do you think it does? So uh, once when people truly understand capitalism, capitalism is a beautiful thing and there's so many people that don't understand it and they get stuck. And what, you know, capitalism, I, I kind of learned it from Monopoly. Like we played Monopoly as kids. And Craig really knows the game board of his business, hospitality. I know the game board of our business, construction. You gotta, we really learn how it works, number one, like Monopoly. So you had to learn the game board of Monopoly. Number two, then, you could develop what's called a strategy after you understand the game board. Uh, and then number three, uh, you can learn how to succeed uh, on the game board. Uh, I'm just using it as an analogy, Monopoly. So when you take capitalism, Capitalism begins with skills, so it all, everything starts with a skill. So Craig gets it, I get it, it's developing skills uh, within our team. So that's why we constantly invest. The greater the skills of our team, the greater the service of our business. So our service is only as good as our team skills. So we're constantly working on advancing our team's career. Um, you know, we want them to become advanced players in everything, and they, they earn the most money because it's a higher service that we can provide as a, as a company. So skills creates a service. Service creates the value, okay? We can call that profit, too. People are willing to, to pay for a great service. Anybody can give crappy service, and people don't want to pay for crappy service, okay? So we're just putting out great service, starting with the people, uh, understanding that they need skills, investing in them, and caring for them, and that creates the outcome mm -hmm. of service and then value, which is profit. where the profit comes. Craig, That's capitalism. What would you add to that? Well, like our, our way of doing business is investing in the people um, because they're not going to turn over. And when people are happy, they won't turn over. They don't, you'll have less workman's comp filings, you'll have less uh, turnover, you'll have higher productivity, happier people, because they get it, and they're aligned to our vision and purpose and uh, mission. So as, as that happens, our, to make a profit, we're not spending money on people get on workman's comp, we're not on unemployment, and we're putting our, the money we're savings, we're putting back into people, and we're also turning it into a profit for the, for the business. Other people that don't get it, that aren't humanizing their profit, are they're gonna see more injuries, more workman's comp, more turnover, and more of the, the costs that, that are uh, not transparent, like people watch labor costs or hard costs, uh, rent and mortgages and 
whatever, and insurance, they're not hard costs, but, but they cost more than payroll mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So if you can, if you can wash those big costs, those other costs down, then you have more money to spend on a more productive society. I think, in my opinion, is that most people don't. When I watch Barry, and when we asked Barry to come here, is because Barry has a culture in his organization where he just has someone retired today after 35 years. I went through his business, 200 and some odd people, not odd, but people mm-hmm, worked there. Mm-hmm. And I, if you said, how long have you worked here? 20 years would not, they'd say only 20 years. And he's making a profit. So think about that. He's, the people are making a profit through his leadership and through his kindness. Albert Boscoff has 6,000 employees. And um, it, if, when you walk into a Boscoff's and say, how long have you worked here? They're the same way. Only 18 years, only 30 years, only 40 years. And then they start bragging at 50 years and up. Um, they took care of people. And they humanized their business and took care of their people so they wouldn't leave and become more and better. I'm not saying they, they're more productive in a profitable way. Mm-hmm. They might not be working as hard, but they're more productive because production is getting the job done. So I'm, I'm a business owner and I'm listening to this podcast and I'm listening to both of you and, and I, I, I'm impressed by what you both say. It makes a lot of sense. Where do you start? Because if I've started at a company 35 years ago, and or you know 25 years ago there has to be there has to be a starting point to build that type of culture and that mentality but then also there's a piece too not only the starting point but how do you continuously improve that so you have to it had to have changed over all those years but what's the starting point for this Barry well the starting point is yourself right so I've been one that uh, I've, I wanted to just do great work. Now, you don't start out doing great work. It's just the will to want to do great work. And when I speak to high schools and colleges and universities, that's my first advice to them when they ask me, you know, how do you get started? Well, start with doing great work. And well, they'll say, well, y- you've picked what you want to do. You know, we're in school. I said, well, then start with becoming a great learner. I said, I would outlearn all of them in the room. Uh, I w- we just brought uh, 70 people together yesterday at our company with um, uh, a, a coach, and we talked about uh, resolving conflict and great communication and, and those type of subjects. And I had eight pages of notes myself. And uh, people know that you know I'm there to learn. So j- starting with great work, okay, and then um, the next step is uh, – continually upskill. We call in our company upskilling, skill builder. So I picked construction because I grew up on a farm. My dad was a heavy equipment operator. I love being in the dirt. Uh, I had 17 years on the farm, uh, fully literate in farm. My cousin runs a farm and I chose uh, construction and I've been working for 35 years on myself just to do great work. Okay. Mm -hmm. And part of great work is having great teams, okay? So I've learned how to treat people well. I've learned how to invest in people. I've learned how to find good people, develop good people, retain good people, 
succession planning. Like I'm working really hard right now in succession planning. I'm not planning on going anywhere, but at some point uh, we want, our company is gonna become like a John Deere. John Deere's like 185 years in business. I see us 185 years in business. So we've gotta be working on the second, third generation. I'm first generation. Uh, so we're working on second and third generation right now. So the skill I'm working on is succession. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm still on it 35 years later, just working on my skills so that we can develop skills, you know, cause Craig and I are really the ceiling for our business. Uh, he's a ceiling at the double tree. I can become the ceiling at our company. If, if he and I aren't growing every day, the company doesn't grow and the people don't grow. So that's my advice for the, the, the people is, you know, you start with yourself. Craig, where do you start? I agree. As soon as you asked the question, I thought with yourself. Mm-hmm. But I want to add on to this is that the culture that we create is what we talk about. Culture is always the, the talk and the speak. So in our operation or Barry's operation, we're not we're talking about learning. We're talking about getting better. We're talking about us getting better, but we're talking about us so you can get better. Mm-hmm. Being it's, it's not we're try, trying to get better just for us. We're doing it for everybody else. So there's some selflessness involved in it, and it's about learning um, quickly and pass it along, pass it along, just like like Barry said. Now, the other side, and I want to make a note of this, is I've, I fixed a lot of places that were culturally wrong. And what I found out is that there's um, oppression is in the building. And so the, the talk is oppression. But when we move the oppression the profits rise mm-hmm. and the impression is people getting beat down. So it goes back to humanizing profit. Why do I like this, this, this month, this, these words, humanizing profit because oppression is a very expensive thing to do to people. And I, my dream is that we can remove that in other people's businesses. So people can have joy because people work better in joy. They show up in joy. They deserve the joy. They, and that's what I see with Barry's operation. You walk in there, everybody's happy all the time. You walk in here, everybody's happy all the time. There's construction and hospitality, two different styles of business, two mm-hmm. different types of people, um, but two of the same cultures working hand by hand. Right. And I find that if we can do that and he can do that, anybody can do it. The government can do it. Mm-hmm. But you, you have to get rid of the oppression of management, fr- freedom for people to grow, empowerment for people to do what they're do best at and that's what that's what barry's doing he's moving his people from okay you did this and i did this and now i'm going to power you to do more the other side of the fence is i know barry he's not going to let you if you wreck a caterpillar every day into a tree he's going to take that empowerment away for a while (laughs) and train you how to be a better one but he's not going to fire you he's going to disempower you right and which you've talked about now a number of points in your strategy that you developed. Right. So you're talking about freedom, mm-hmm. okay, to not only be successful but to make mistakes and be held accountable to that. The opportunities, you do great work. You figure out what that great work is, not only the work, whether that's product or service, but it's also the work with yourself as a leader, okay? And that provides numerous opportunities. And the human piece of this is every transaction. You have to understand why they're happy, why they're sad, and what you can do about that for work, correct? And the other thing that happens here with, I know the two of us, how we manage, we don't tell people through an email or a text. We 
do it through storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, we take time with people because everybody hears the story differently. So we meet with people. We say, this is, what, this is why we do this. We're not building a road. We're building a connection to people. Now I get it. Now I'm not just laying down asphalt and digging the ditch. I'm actually connecting this people, this people. I got a big purpose in life. What a difference between somebody sitting in a bulldozer just mowing down mm-hmm. some dirt or somebody saying, I'm, I'm going to do this and I want to connect in the best I can because Barry's heart is in connecting people, not just moving dirt. I, I would want to work for a guy like that. Right, and isn't it amazing that you both with your employees, have them understand no matter what their job is and what their responsibility is within your organization, they are important and they have value mm-hmm. and they know how they fit into the big picture. And that's amazing. Gentlemen, this goes so fast. The, it's, we have to end this uh, particular episode. So I hope you will come back. It has been very, very clear how humanized profit goes across any industry and I thank you very much Barry for thanks for coming helping us see that from your perspective and Craig I know you also you like this phrase as well but you both spoke about the invisible obvious Mm. things that are so should be so so obvious but in some companies they're so invisible one quick thing we still have our first employee that works at our company 35 years later and there's three reasons I believe that Steve stayed and we call it the CTH way one is we care. People want to know if you care or not. And we're assessing uh, constantly each other, every action, interaction. Does a person care about me? Do they care about what they do? Second is uh, I believe that Steve's here 35 years because of trust. For 35 years, we've been building trust. Uh, and you can repair trust. I mean, sometimes you make mistakes. Uh, you apologize and you correct it. But we've. Uh, We've had 35 years of working together and trust has gone up uh, all 35 years. And the third thing is help. I mean, we really, at the end of the day, are here to help one another. I mean, Steve should succeed, our company should succeed, my family should succeed together. We, we rise together. And today, Steve, um, I knew him before uh, he had children and before he was married. His, his daughter, who's a good friend of mine, Lindsay, is a full medical doctor at Geisinger in ER. That's the kind of things that really make the fulfillment uh, and keep my heart really, really feeling good. Mm-hmm. And there's the human piece of humanizing profit. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Barry Schlout, thank you. Thanks, Craig Poole, till Thanks, next Tony. time. And I'm Tony Reese, thank and you. we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks, Barry. You're welcome. <laughs>